28 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We go straight into our SMME exchange, joined on the line now by Mr. Mgolis Machamba, CEO of a small enterprise finance agency. And as I said, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about township and the rural entrepreneurship program, the Spaza Shop Support Program, and the Small Enterprise Manufacturing Support Program. Mkhlegaz, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you, everyone, and uh, your listeners. It's been some time. We last spoke when we were talking about the COVID support program. Yes, yes, yes. So now we're not going to talk about COVID support program or riot support program. Maybe just as we start, I mean, do, do you support any people out in Mkandul? We, we are actually spread right throughout the country, um, particularly with the smaller towns. Mm. And we support them through the, what are called, the township and rural entrepreneurship program. Sure. Yes. And also, we do have the Father's Shop Support Program, and we're also uh, supporting them through the Informal Traders Support Program, where we give them a grant of 300000 mm. mm. Those are to the, the street traders in the main. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, tonight, I understand, we're here to talk about the bigger one, which is your township and rural entrepreneurship program. Yes, yes. I want us to talk about that, and we'll, we, we can talk about the informal one as well. I mean, the Spaza Shop one and the informal one. But Maskash Kalenjik, the TREP, Township yes. and Rural Enterprise Program, what is it, who qualifies, what What are the terms of the support, um, and what even non-financial support is extended alongside the, the money? Thank you once again, Ayabonga. The Township and Rural Entrepreneurship Program, we actually designed it for enterprises that are based in your rural and township uh, settlements. And uh, we provide funding there of up to $1 million, which is blended finance, blended because 10% of that is a, is a grant. And, uh, and also we, we provide support. Some of them are not ready to complete the application form uh, so that they can be able to assess the application. So we work with either, either in that regard, the smaller enterprise development agency, who will then provide them with the, the support or non-person support. That includes now uh, putting together the business plans for them. Mm. Also training where there's a need for training. Um, and, and also we've simplified the requirements I have for this one. Instead of asking for a detailed business plan, we ask our applicants to provide just basic projections of, for example, what is the business about? How much do you want the application of funds? What are you going to use that money for? Because in the main, we support the procurement of equipment mm. for the business and also a working capital for the business. Um, and then now, further, we have also launched last week, Ayabonga an online application system for applicants for all super products, including this one. What this does, it gives the power now to the applicants. Because you find that in some of these uh, entities, there are gatekeepers there. And and now the introduction of the online application system it gives the power to the applicant to load and process their documents with very little human intervention. The only time we come in is when the system tells you that your application a document has been fully loaded and gives you an application number which starts with APP. Mm. Normally, it gives you a, a number that starts with ENQ, which is an inquiry. You must know that your application is not complete. So, we are empowering now our applicants to be really in charge of loading that document. How, how quickly do you respond 
So say I've loaded my document, I received the confirmation email or SMS and so on. Because this Kalwa Bandabani in so is that you make your application even via the old, more manual process. And yeah. then we never hear from the CIFA. You know why we introduced the, the two reference numbers, your ENQ and your APP number? Mm. The, the ENQ number tells you that you have not fully uploaded the document. And then the APP number tells you that you have uploaded all the required documents. Then from the APP number, once we give you the APP number, we strive to close that application in 30 days. Now the issue is, if you sit on for three months with the ENQ number, we don't count that three months because you have not yet fully completed application to allow us to process application. So once you've uploaded the, the full requirements and the system, we then actually take 30 days to process your, your application. Mm. Talk, talk to me about the terms. I mean, wh- what would distinguish your terms from those that I would receive from a bank? And I guess we're talking here about also in- entrepreneurs where there's a significant market failure. I mean, a lot of them, the banks don't want to touch them with a barge pole. Um, you go to some of the traditional banks, they say, I, the fact that you live, um, you know, we, um, and because your business operates in a risky area, we can't price your risk, we have issues, and therefore we can't lend to you. In fact, we play exactly that space, because the, the mandate of FIFA is to exactly provide access to finance to SMEs that ordinarily commercial banks would redline and not want to provide credit. So that's the market that we target. Um, one of the things that we provide is uh, the, the cost now of lending. Under this trade program, we charge a maximum interest rate of 5% per annum. Mm. Two, we don't actually uh, stress the issue about collateral. Well, most of these people who apply for this kind of funding, they don't have collateral and security. Our funding is based on the cash flow potential of the business. Mm. Our assessment, we are able to ascertain that this business has got the capacity or the potential to generate revenue that will actually be able to pay back the loan. That is the basis of our funding. Mm. Because if you're going to start asking for collateral like the bank, we, we don't do that. And then, um, I guess... Township and rural enterprises, just even by cash flow capability, are, are different. Um, I mean, what track record of, or how do you make that assessment? I mean, I remember there was a study that came out of the Gauteng uh, Economic <coughs> Development Department suggesting that the overwhelming majority of micro enterprises they had been interacting with didn't have a bank account. Um, yeah. So on what basis do you make an assessment? I mean, outside of the typical places that you know generate cash, I mean, taxi business or, you know, selling goats in rural areas where you know come this season a lot of people will buy goats. It's clear that there's revenue generation potential. But in a case where my ability to generate cash is still yet to be proven and I don't have a bank account, how do you deal with people like that? We've got two categories under this program. We've got those who are already in the space of trading. For example, we say They've been in the business for two years. Mm. And those ones, we usually say, listen, there must be some form of what we call of a financial record that you should have. But uh, largely, it's a company that is registered in the CIPC. So we use that as a basis for the assessment. Then there are startups that don't have any history. 
That is where now it becomes tricky. You have to have some element of leniency and also look at the viability of the business and also the trading conditions where the applicant wants to what call a trade. And our our specialists do the assessment. We look at the potentials and to trade here, and 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 then we stay on the base of that. And we look also I have one that the the projections are not ridiculous because you can tell when somebody is a big dreamer and you know from the experience of the market or the sector that the person is actually operating that it's not possible for them to achieve certain revenues. So we do fund startups, but we do a lot of projections in that regard because they will not have a history. But at least with understanding of that particular sector, you are able to say, look, uh, these numbers are reasonable as they're projected by the applicant. Um, and, and, but we stress the startups because those are the people, particularly the youth, you know. And I like using one guy, I am a migrant, who, who cut my head. This mm. uh, was renting a chair in a saloon somewhere in Midland and was saying 2,500. And he was interested to, to actually grow his business. And he was asking me, how do I grow this business? I want to open my own barber shop. Mm. I did this through the system and he applied for his 50,000 and he opened his own container where he's cutting people's hair there with the barber shop. And he employed somebody else to do the what called the dreadlocks and another one to do the cuts for the kids. Mm. Guess what? FISO today makes about 48000 a month True. in that business. From turning over maybe 3000 if he was lucky. Exactly. You know, now he's talking about buying himself his own townhouse and whatnot. Mm. So you, you have to have faith in the potential of the youth and give them the opportunity to try, actually, and be given the opportunity to test the idea, obviously within reason. So we do support those setups, and we, the youth is really... Our main target. We are not competing with the with the with the NYDA, mm. but uh, we see that there's an opportunity to complement what the NYDA is doing, and we see an uptake actually of of those uh, those uh, loans from the youth sector. Talk to me about uh, the Spaza Shop scheme. Uh, because I guess spaza shops are a particular form of micro enterprise, uh, you know, fast moving consumer goods, perishables, non perishables, and so on, uh, which is a bit different, I guess, to a service related industry like, you know, the salon example that you've mentioned. We, we do provide also funding uh, to spaza shops. We need to give them a grant and then tell them that there's also a credit that they can use to buy stock. We're working with one of the banks. I'm not sure that I'm allowed to mention it in the bank. And uh, what we saw previously is that people will take the grant portion and never come back for the, for the credit mm. call portion. So now we're trying now to, to, to come up with a, an intervention whereby we say the credit will be linked to, if you say you go and buy your stock from one of the big wholesalers, you've got a, a list of uh, wholesalers that we work with, a super where the spaza shop owners can go and procure stock. We leave now that, that grant to the credit that you spend in that publisher wholesaler so that we don't just take the grant and walk away. Currently, we provide funding to spaza shops of up to 15,000 rents to buy stock in the main, and of which 10,500 rents is a grant, and 4,500 4, rents is, 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 is credit. And the bank gives them a credit card that they use uh, to purchase stock in a, in a, what called it is wholesalers. But uh, 
should, going forward, we want now to work directly with the wholesalers where we want to, to, to actually reduce the cost of buying and also allow these other shop owners to get the benefit of group buying and the discounts. And the, the uptake has been quite good, the Ayabonga, because mm. today, today it was dispersed to about 6,155 Africans, uh, about 56 million rands, of which 19.6 million were spent in the wholesale that actually accredited to mm. Talk, talk to me about this group buying uh, and how you, through your funding or lending, I guess, be it the grant portion and even the other one, you are incentivizing group buying because many people suggest that the competitive edge that many, you know, Somali and Pakistani, you know, Sudanese, Ethiopian, Spaza shops as micro retailers have over South African um, is this ability to aggregate um, in their buying and then be able to have some price competitiveness over, I guess, somebody who goes out and uh, stocks by themselves. H- how in your funding mix do you incentivize that group buying? What we're doing now, Ayabonga, you're yes, spot on. Because if you go and buy as an individual, you're losing out on that, uh, what course, uh, 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 massive buying of stock other related uh, discounts that you get. So we are busy uh, now to come up what we call a, a CIFA enterprise uh, a, a facility whereby we're going to group them together according to specific localities where they will buy stock as a group so that they get all those related discounts that these other Pakistanis are getting. Because if you realize that these Pakistanis, they will purchase stock and then split according to that particular locality. And you say, the, the locals now must start organizing themselves and formalizing their, 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 what called, their buying power. And as CIFA, we are finalizing actually this concept, which hopefully that will actually test it before the end of the year, so that we get all these related discounts that uh, the, 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 these other people are getting. Mm. And so doing, they will actually pass on some of the benefits to, the, to their customers and be able to be competitive at the institute, this, this sure. and also with the confidence that they will have, our the, 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 the buyers now knowing that they are not selling counterfeit goods, at least as locals, and they are selling genuine products uh, and that actually uh, uh, will not harm them. Sure, so sure. So what we're working at, uh, they're looking at uh, the different franchise model, mm. which analyzing the thing to the board, and then we're going to put it out there in the market and organize. Because some of them are organized already, work with them. Um, but we're saying now, don't organize yourself as an association. Organize yourself as a better structured, what we call, entity that can take advantage. Sure, of sure. Bramgolis, hold the line there for me for a second. We've got one of our listeners uh, who uh, wants just to send through a voice note and then we'll wrap up on the other oh. side. Good evening, good evening, Abel. This is Tumza Mpidwekadis. Sure, Tumza. Thank you so much, Abel, for bringing Mr. Machamba. Mm, I'm very interested we program that you just mentioned now because ayabonga uh, most of us the challenge that we get really zindabazama startup capital sometimes we don't have the proper paperwork whereby will able us to qualify for the funds or for the loan so what i want to know um, how to apply do we go on the website of CIFA 
or is there a special website whereby we can get access these forms because some of us Ayabonga, mm. we're running businesses but we don't have a machinery sure we're renting machines and that made make it very difficult for for us to to grow our businesses mm. as mr machamba mentioned with the example of the guy in salon you know when you don't have your own things it's very very difficult mm. but mm. all the paperwork is in place now the only thing left it's just for us to apply. Where do I access this? Thank sure. you so much. I'm forward. Thank you very much, Tumza. Uh, and I hope uh, Purumgolis has heard that uh, question. Purumgolis, before I get you to respond, let me also sneak in a question here from at business coach Marsh Township Markets on Twitter saying, great interview. Can you ask the CEO how many township enterprises or township and rural entrepreneurs the CIFI has funded to date through its TREP program. So, the one, how can people get hold of the digital platform to apply? And then I think the question there coming through from Marsh, which is, how many people have actually been funded via the TREP? All right. I just actually speak to the number of enterprises that were funded to date through the TREP program. It's 6,165 applicants that is funded to the tune of 56,722,000 rand, of which 19.6 million was spent torturing goods from the wholesalers. And then coming to the second question, um, 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 the, the, the applicant must go to our site. We launched the new online application system last week, Thursday, in Ayaboga. Yeah, so far, we have not picked up any glitches. Mm. Uh, we try to fix anything that comes up that makes it difficult for applicants. Once you land on the CIFA website, on the top right-hand corner of the screen, you see a caption that says apply for funding. You click there and you follow the prompt. It's going to ask for all your relevant information. And then it's going to ask you the sector where you operate, your state, and also the type of enterprise. It will list all the CIFA products there. And then you pick up the chat program. Mm. Click the program and follow the call. Okay. So, so, so we go and check it out and just go test it out, even if it's just a dummy application. But we'll have to leave it there for tonight. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That there was uh, Mr. Mkulis Machamba, CEO at the uh, Small Enterprise Finance Agency, joining us for our SMME exchange. Take a brief breather now. When we come back, we continue with your voice notes, and I'll also come back to some of your tweets. Many of you, uh, yeah, responding to that discussion I had with uh, Professor Pegim Gomez Zulu about uh, yeah the ANC and its ability to renew itself.